And we are underway with Hour 3 of the Morning Show on a Monday, the 26th of June. Neil Atkins joining us this hour. Also joining us in the studio from the Alzheimer's Association, it's Tammy. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning. (laughs) we got lots going on at the Alzheimer's Association as the fundraising continues up until walk time in September. What do you got going on this week? Yeah, so Earth Rider Brewery is still mm. working on their roundup until the end, as well as Texas nice. Roadhouse and Mount Royal Foods. Then let's kick off July with some fun. <laughs> yeah. This is a great way to make a memory. They're calling it the last swing for Alzheimer's, and it's the largest wiffle ball weekend in the Midwest. This has been going on for several years now, and it's always a lot of fun, I know. Yeah, it's their ninth inning, they're calling it. Okay. So um, Lakewood Township, this is Tommy Johnson. He's one of our top fundraisers, and he puts together in his own yard a private Mm. wiffle ball field. Brings all kinds of people out. Everybody's welcome to come and be a spectator or a volunteer. Doesn't it sound like fun to wander through the woods looking for lost wiffle balls? Oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Wiffle ball. Yes. <laughs> so you can find out more information on this um, July 7th through the 9th on our our Facebook page. So Walk to okay. End All's Twin Ports on Facebook. And you can also get information on the walk, I would imagine, on a website that you got. And you can register to sign up to or sign up to register. Yes, yes, alz.org, it's, okay. you know, slash walk. All right, very good. We heard, uh, I think it was on USA Today, about another person with Alzheimer's, fairly famous, that uh, is battling the disease. Yeah, Jack Hanna. It just made right. me really sad. I remember watching, watching him as a kid, taking me on all those animal adventures. Right. A yeah, staple be, on the Tonight Show, I yeah, think. He's a or, regular on uh, yeah, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, the, yeah, Letterman and... Probably Letterman, all of the talk shows, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. With his animals. In fact, yeah, I saw... I, there's Johnny Carson reruns once in a while on the <laughs> Antenna TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have them on at 9 o'clock at night. I just happened to hit in the rack early, and I turn it on, and there's Carson, and here's Hannah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's just one of... <laughs> You know, thousands sadly that have this disease, but at least you know when when you get somebody famous like that, it kind of hits home to those people that aren't really affected by it. Right. Just this year, he's joined you know Bruce Willis mm-hmm. and um, Rosalie Carter. Yeah, we and lost Johnny or uh, uh, Glenn Campbell yep, not too Glenn long Campbell. ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know we just need to take care of our neighbors because it, it affects a lot of people who we don't know. Does as it well. say there how old Jack Hanna is? I believe he's 78. Okay. Wow. I thought he'd be a lot older than that, but because he's been around so long. Yeah, well, this is true. They started young. They started young. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Tammy, as always, thank you. Uh, give us the details again on the uh, where you get more information on all the stuff that's going on for the Alzheimer's Association. Yeah, so easiest thing to do, um, alz.org slash walk. You can check that out. And on our event page at the Facebook, which is Walk to End All's Twin Ports. Fantastic. As always, thank you. Thank you so much. Have it a great day, guys. It is coming up on 816 now at KDAL. New job? Retiring? Want more control of a present IRA? Take control of your investments by transferring funds from one tax-qualified plan to another. Tax-deferred. Whether you have an employer-sponsored retirement plan rollover, an existing IRA, or simply need to make an IRA contribution, we can help. To schedule a no-obligation consultation, call Neil Atkins. Your Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, financial advisor at 218-727-4767 or 218-729-7733. This is the KDAL Morning Show.
Standing on a mountain Looking down on a city The way I feel is a doggone pity and we're back. More of the morning show here on KDIL. Some Johnny Rivers and Mountain of Love. Mountain of Love. All right. Well, <clears throat> Neil, explain to me what's going on in uh, in Russia, where they had a, sort of a rebellion, I guess, over the weekend, which was ended almost sooner, <laughs> sooner than it started. Well, this uh, guy that's the head of the Wagner Group. The Wagner Group. The Wagner yes. Group. Got to give a little accent there, you know. Yeah. Uh, He's been pretty upset with their uh, way they've been treated. Yeah. Uh, they are mercenaries. They okay. uh, he claimed to have an it's army. Not the, of, not the usual uh, no. Russian force, I think. Claimed to have an army of 50,000 men when wow. Ukraine started. Now they've got 25,000, so you know where 25 met their due or deserted wow. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this, this was noted where they emptied a bunch of the prisons and, and conscripted. Prisoners commuted their sentences if they joined up. Mm. So part of his group was, were those folks. But uh, his organization, uh, this guy's a multi-billionaire, a Russian oh, really? oligarch, and a big arms dealer, and he's got quite some history. Uh, he's operating in African nations, mm. uh, propping up governments down there as mercenaries uh, to goodness. pop up some of the dictatorships. And in the meantime, his biggest complaint has been the lack of cohesiveness with the Russian military mm. and them supplying his troops with proper weaponry and ammunition. And he's been wow. pretty ticked off. He's been very critical of Putin. Yeah. And he made some outspoken uh, recent claims here and uh, ale- had a column of his troops and tanks and yeah. all nine yards. Heading to Moscow. Heading to Moscow. So they got within 150 <laughs> miles of Moscow. There was little if no resistance right. from the Russians. So that's the question. Is this really yeah. a theatrical play that Putin and the crew are doing, or is there something really going true. on here? Right. And it showed there was a video showing Russians welcoming and cheering the Wagner group on, and now, apparently, uh, Putin got on his high horse and condemned them, saying the traitors would be dealt with swiftly. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the the columns abruptly turn around and are headed to Belarus. And apparently, the president of Lashenko of Belarus uh, claims that he's solved the deal and oh, they're welcome. Okay. Wagner's welcome to come to Belarus. <laughs> yeah. And Putin, so I, we don't know. I, right. I uh, tried to get a hold of our friend the professor mike kaiser yeah. to chime in on this but i believe he and his wife are headed to italy he's got a speaking engagement wow. in rome and uh, but when he gets back we'll certainly hear all about the theatrics yeah and, we probably haven't heard the last of this no. by any means but. in the meantime the uh, ukraines are cheering it on saying, oh, I you know, suppose, sure. go Look for it uh, beat each other up <laughs> uh, forget about us so yeah. so i don't know it's uh Boy. it's it's i watched some of the um news reports on various uh national networks this this weekend and everybody from the former administration to the current administration are fairly perplexed and very canted on this whole deal Mm. and uh, just wondering what's really going on is uh, Putin's reign of power falling apart or the big problem is the guy that's the head of the Wagner group if he gains Let's say he became the head man in Russia. <laughs> right. Is he worse than Putin? Yeah, that could be. So too. they don't. They don't know. And then in in play here, of course, uh, Russia's got all these thousands of nuclear weapons, and if there's instability, they want to. Certainly what don't want instability. That's no. for sure. So we don't know. Well, according to this uh, latest report, this uh, Pro Progozhin, uh, he 
reportedly struck a deal to have all the charges dropped yes. and gone to exile in Belarus. However, state media today says maybe not so. Charges are still in place, and he could still be in trouble. So. Well, it should be, but, you know, the... Uh, he may uh, not have long for this Lushashenko, world. <laughs> who's the head uh, the president in Belarus, mm. is pretty much a puppet state of Russia. He's oh, been... Uh, Putin went in there and propped him up mm. to make sure that he didn't lose his power. So they've been allies, yet I don't believe the Belarus military has been operating oh, in yeah. Ukraine. I think it's just been the Russians and, of course, mm. the Wagner Group here. So we'll... We'll right. see how this crazy stuff unfolds. Let's uh, head to the phones this morning, see what's going on. What's uh, Who's this? Hey, this is Wade. How are you guys doing? Doing hey, all right. What's up going? with Wade? Well, let's talk about something a little local. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yesterday I saw and I have confirmed that Polaris Industries are sponsoring Friends of the Boundary Waters. Isn't Polaris wanting to build an EV side by side that means they're not going to use minnesota products in in their in the machines hmm. aren't their headquarters here in minnesota oh uh, they are i thought it in minnesota yes they are mm. don't don't most don't most miners that are out uh, outdoorsmen and most working people in minnesota that are outdoorsmen buy polaris products you know, they do, and what's interesting, the Friends of the Boundary Water, they don't want any of those damn machines up there, you know. No, they don't want they boats don't. out there. They don't want side-by-sides. Whether they're electric or whatever, they want you out there stumping on your two feet. No, no. They, uh, they, uh, I, I tell you, they're having a Bud Light moment. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know? I hear you on that. Too. All right. We were, we, oh, we were oh, talking boy. about We were talking about you this weekend. Oh, you were? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope it was all good. It was. A couple of CPAs were riding around with me, and they know you. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking uh-huh, about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had a trek out to Gondrick, Minnesota this weekend. So. Uh, yeah, I uh, I grew up with one of their wives. Uh, oh, that's right. Grew up with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you grew yep. up. There you go. Okay. All right. Beautiful family. Yep. Wonderful people. Well, Wade, now i got a quick question for you. You're big into horses. Now, do yep. they do, do they allow horse back up in the Boundary Waters? Hmm. You know, you can take horses into the Boundary Waters, except, man, I, I would think it would be really tough. I mean, I'm sure there's people that do it. It's not something I would do. Yeah, I, I um, you know, I, I, I will, I will tell you one story. I was out in the rainforest in uh, northern Australia, uh, uh, east of Cairns, in kind of the mm-hmm. tablelands area, and we were got down this uh, logging road, and we kind of drove a little bit and parked. A friend of mine, he had immigrated to Australia, so he was showing us around. As we parked, here came all these people out of the rainforest on horseback. Mm. Yeah, and we, I go, well, where's ours? You know, why do we have this dumb little car? Well, nobody had horses for us. But it was an eerie moment. If I would have had a video camera, it was, it was misting. The canopy was up there. It wasn't raining. It's was, When they call it a rainforest, yeah. it, it's, it's all of that moisture yeah. is there, and it's coming down on you all the time. It was wow. pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Coming out of the there, fog and the, mist. Uh, the, yeah. the, the designed their own saddle, and it's really cool. Is that right? Oh. They, they, they've got probably one of the best saddle designs in the entire world. Wow. All right. 
Yeah. Well, you know, you have plenty of outback to ride around in, so you better oh, have boy, a good yeah. saddle. Right. Yeah. Hey, thanks, All right, guys. thanks for the call. All right, Wade, thanks a lot. 8.30 in the morning, and we shall return. It's pony time! Get up! It's pony time. Get up and pony, Neil. You look now, that isn't Chubby Checker, is Well, of it? course it is. It is. Okay. So Chubby had all those dance Once in a while, time. I get these yeah. things right. You know? <laughs> the twist, the slow twist, the uh, limbo, pony. How low the, do you go? Uh, Hucklebuck. Hucklebuck. Like all right. He had all kinds of those dances. Anyway, we had sad news to report off the uh, North Shore over the weekend as uh, two cliff divers ended up drowning in uh, Lake Superior. Uh, they have not identified who they were. From what I understand, they are not local From residents. the Twin Cities or something? I don't know. Here's, here's the deal. Lake County Sheriff's Office said uh, they were received a call about two people cliff jumping at Black Beach and Silver Bay, then seen struggling trying to swim in Lake Superior, disappeared, yeah. and... Uh, Bodies were recovered later in the day. Forty degree water diving Oof. down, going yeah. down into it. Now all of a sudden you're even at the surface water is fifty or sixty. You well, get down, yeah. you get down two or three feet. It's Ugh. forty, and uh, not knowing what they're doing, and you know it's a tragic, just tragic. Yeah, I don't know what the situation is there. If the water is deep right at the base of the cliffs, is that? I the would deal suspect or? that. It, I would hope it is. Well, but yeah. If you're going to jump wow. off there, but in fact, I know a fellow. This is a couple, three years ago, that committed suicide up there that uh, dove off uh, from the Twin Cities area. Just a tragedy. Nobody yeah, Sad story for sure. Nobody but, that uh, knew the guy oof. knew that there was any trouble. But this one, accidentally, but I'm guessing, yes. doing, doing something dangerous and not knowing mm-hmm. what you're doing. Wow. So now uh, here's something that you can't make up. Now, this is All more right. of a violent, this is a violent situation. Uh-oh. This her- happened uh, this, this weekend in New York City. Uh, and if you're familiar with uh, New York City at all, 7th Avenue and 30th Street, just after 8 a.m., two guys started fighting. This is uh, uh, in the commuting corridor from Penn Station to the Chelsea Tech offices. Two mm-hmm. guys in their 30s started duking it out. Uh, the traffic stops. The guys move into the crosswalk. Now, this is during rush hour on a weekday, okay? okay. Last this past week. And uh, they start fighting. All of a sudden, knives are drawn. And people are walking by them. So there's, I, I see photographs here of a woman, look, looks like she's in her 70s with a mask on, walking by the guys, almost touch them, and they're fighting with knives in the middle of the crosswalk. People are standing and watching this unfold. Oh, One of the guys gets the better of the other guy, mm-hmm. and uh, the 34-year-old, uh, uh, one of the guys that's arrested and charged with murder, uh, he provoked the fight. He's got a long record, a criminal record. The other guy, they haven't identified yet. He was uh, 36 years old, unidentified. But whatever was going on between these two guys, the guy that was killed was from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, he was wanted for murder. Oh. 
So the guy in the crosswalk kills him. He's up for murder, killed the guy who's wanted for murder. Right in the middle on rush hour last week, New York City, people standing around watching Nobody cared. Well, how are you going to get in between these two big (laughs) guys? I mean, these are big guys. Well, hopefully somebody called the cops. Well, they did call the cops. The cops got there and arrested the guy that killed the other guy. But it shows the cops around, blood all over the street in the whole nine yards. All right. We got to go to the phone here. We got another call. Who is this? Oh, this is Tom from Port Wayne. Go ahead, Tom. Tom, good morning to you. Oh, good morning to you. Yeah, and last um, Monday we had several Juneteenth parties that turned into gun battles also. Oh, they sure did. Not only here. Well, 75 uh, 75 shootings down in uh, Chicago, and I think there were 13 murders. But I'm waiting, Tom. I'm not going to blame it on Juneteenth. I'm just waiting for the 4th of July weekend to see how many murders and shootings there are in Chicago because this is not an unusual occurrence down there. Uh, So when we have the 4th of July weekend, Mm -hmm. we'll see what the numbers are. But uh, it's still, you're right, though, the Juneteenth was supposed to celebrate the freeing of slaves, the the finality of it at the end of the Civil War in 1865, and it used to be called Emancipation Day, and here, all most of the violence you're seeing in the inner cities is between young black men killing yeah, each and other. That, you know, uh, I'm I'm going to advance the story even further. You know, not only did you have individuals in New York, we have smaller groups in this country trying to kill each other, and then on the world stage uh, this weekend, I, I mean, the BBC was literally giddy over what was happening in uh, Russia, Uh, and I I certainly am not. I think uh, this world today has just a little over 300 countries, and 52 of them are at war with the neighbor next door. And the instability worldwide that we're witnessing is really disturbing, and What's even more disturbing is you have people who are actually egging this stuff on. They're thinking, oh, this is a wonderful opportunity for uh, Ukraine to do this or that or the Americans to do this. And uh, No, no. How about we start negotiating some peace? How about we start trying to get along rather than encouraging people to duke it out all the time? You know, well, Tom, you got, you've, got, you, you've got a good point. One of oh, the yeah. things that's lost in the shuffle here is the more unstable Russia becomes, who's going to fill the gap if Putin's on either? Is it going to be somebody that's worse than Putin? Mm. Uh, you Can got you thou- get worse than Putin, I suppose? I would think so. Yeah. You, you've got thousands of nuclear weapons sitting around ah. that the Russians have control of, and your wish could be your nightmare. Mm. Yeah, the pro-Ukrainian side should not be cheering this on like cheerleaders like they did when they started this whole uh, configuration. It's not a good idea. Let's try and negotiate some peace and use this opportunity now to negotiate rather than to say, oh, wow, hey, he's down now. Let's kick him. Let's (laughs) kick him a couple more times. You know, I, I mean, at some point... Uh, this thing can blow up in our face because we have a lot invested in it because the president has pumped a lot of military equipment and money into Ukraine 
to continue the fight. Yep, they, we okay? sure have. We sure have. And the Western Alliance sure has done that. Let's give peace a chance, All right. eh? All right, Tom, thanks. thanks. Tom. 840 at KDAO. It is 843. And by the way, Minneapolis is no longer called... <clears throat> uh, what did they call it now? I forgot. It was Taylor Swift. Oh, Swift. Swiftiapolis. Swiftiapolis. Swift. Swiftiapolis is now Minneapolis one more time after. She did, what, two concerts? Two concerts over the weekend that filled uh, U.S. Bank Stadium twice. Oh, that's good. She's popular. amazing. Very popular. Apparently does quite the show. Yeah. I'm uh, not a big fan, but I haven't, you know, seen much of her music anyway, so I guess she does. She's playing some of her music there this morning. All right. We got uh, somebody on the phone again. Hi. Who is this? Hi, good morning. This is Jerry. I've got a drink for you this morning. All right, right. Jerry, what's shaking? (laughs) Okay. Lady standing on her balcony, there's a fire, and she's on the fourth floor, and she says, Help, save my baby, save my baby. And a guy underneath says, I'm a Minnesota Viking wide receiver. Throw the baby, throw the baby. (laughs) So she reluctantly throws the baby, and he wiggles and wiggles. He catches her, and everybody claps and applauds. He holds the baby up in the midair and spikes it to the ground. (laughs) Not fun, Jerry. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah. Say, uh, not sure that lightened the mood or not. I don't know. <laughs> Say the uh, uh, fisheries people are ecstatic. Why is that? And some of the commercial fishermen are thrilled in Lake Superior. Yeah. The Cisco, which are the herring, yeah, uh, have exploded their population in really? Lake Superior, and that's helping the lake trout and the salmon because oh. these small fry—they're about six inches now. They eat them. They eat them. I see. And apparently now the people that are fishing out there, they yeah. say that fishing has been pretty good, so oh. the the uh, fish aren't turning their nose up against the lures. But what they're <laughs> saying here that this population has come back dramatically, and as the fish age, then, uh-huh. of course, people that go out there and fish for herring. Yeah. And herring is a pretty darn good fish that you grill up and cook up. And well, that, I do like the pickled herring. Well, pickled herring, that, yeah. but there's the regular... Here, once they get herring? bigger than that, uh, <laughs> I uh, don't think I've ever had regular herring. I have. They they have it all the time up at various really? restaurants up the shore when the okay. herring catches in. There's a number of commercial fishermen up the shore hmm. that fish for herring. They're also allowed to take some lake trout. Of course, it's you don't have the massive commercial well, fishing yeah. of lake trout because of the lamprey. Mm. But they examine the lake trout and they're allowed to take. Uh, so many pounds of lake trout mm. annually, and then they do sell some of that up to some right. of the restaurants up there, so they'll have some fresh well, lake the trout. Herring are exploding. Yep, big, big, uh, biggest. They've seen. Um, yeah. uh, they think this is going to be the biggest yeah. uh, batch of them coming. How about on smelt? Up. Are they coming back? Was it a big smelt run this year? Well, the, the, these guys are overshadowing smelt. Now, smelt uh, don't grow big. Yeah, the, right. herring do grow into a I nice size fish. Okay, and uh, these are the mm. once they get. Uh, into adulthood, uh, the lake trout and the salmon mm-hmm. uh, don't eat them because they're too big. Well, it makes sense. So it's the smaller <laughs> ones, the six-inch ones here, that are the ones, uh, smaller ones that are the prey for for the other fish in the lake. But anyway, so that's a good All news right. for Lake Superior because they were awfully concerned. I remember sitting at one of our Rotary Club meetings. We had a guy from the DNR that gave showed what the ups and downs of fishing in Lake Superior and the decline of lake trout and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. and how things were slowly coming back. And now we see the herring, which shows it's a healthy lake out there. And uh, uh, one of the reasons they're talking about is that uh, the waters have uh, remained pretty cool, mm-hmm. and that's helped 
yeah. uh, the explosion of the fish in them to uh, do their deal. That's kept the temperatures down in the yeah. Twin Ports, too. Yes, it has. And you guys over in Superior Town know <laughs> that very well. But today may be a different story. Winds are northerly and already uh, 61 at the airport, 63, both downtown and in Superior. All right. Well, so we're actually go. a little ahead of the airport with a northerly wind for a change. North at 13, gusting to 24 miles an hour. We'll check the forecast here in a bit. Wall Street opening with stocks mostly... Come on, say hi. Come lower. On. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> to start the final trading week me. in June. Investors this time apparently awaiting reports on durable goods, housing, and inflation this week. Markets coming off a rather downbeat week last week. Federal Reserve said two more rate hikes are likely this year. So that's not a good thing yeah, they always for the to, stock market. They always have to throw water on the fire. I'll yeah, it, if they huh? just keep their mouths shut, things would, would be... I hope so. <laughs> much better. ahead of the Federal Reserve. All right. Put them on vacation, would you? 848 at KDAL. We shall return. On Wednesday, it looks like more rain on the way with uh, showers likely and a chance of thunderstorms on Wednesday afternoon. Look for highs in the 70s on Wednesday. Uh, Yesterday, we got 1.06 inches of rain at the airport, which uh, helped a little bit replenish the uh, moisture supply. Pretty good out there. I know I went and hit the bilge on my boat to get (laughs) in the morning, to get on Saturday morning when I took off to go out to western Minnesota. And uh, drained it out. Right. And then, of course, yesterday I'm home uh, getting stuff ready, and all of a sudden right. I, I hear this noise, and it was raining pretty darn good. Yeah. My neighbor and I were walking around in the early afternoon out there looking at the grass because we got to cut the grass. Well, the yeah. grass was still a little too wet. Right. And then all of a sudden the rain came. <laughs> now so it's maybe, a lot too wet. Maybe today, yeah. by the time I get home today, it'll be That's good, why so. I motored on Friday, because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, despite the 1.06 inches yesterday, we are still 1.43 inches below the normal uh, for this time of year. So, so now we could use more. Dave, uh, are you a big rhubarb fan? Uh, not at all, but apparently it's uh, pretty tasty if you put enough sugar on it. You got to put a lot of sugar on it <laughs> yeah. and mix it with strawberry or raspberry. There you go. I have a neighbor; she does all kinds of rhubarb stuff and mixes it up. Yeah. Well, this remember, weekend was the big rhubarb fest. Yeah, they had their rhubarb fest at some of the churches here, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of rhubarb pies out there. And I think they mix them up with lots of sugar. Oh, sure. I mean, rhubarb does have a. By the way, Chum has got leftover rhubarb pies. They're there. selling them. Yeah, selling so them. keep that in mind yeah, if you didn't, fundraiser you there. didn't get a chance to get one over the weekend. Here's your, your chance continues. So I had a discussion with some guys this weekend as we were driving uh, to our destination. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was telling me that uh, he's a member of uh, one of the Rotary Clubs. Ah. And uh, they had uh, one of the proponents to uh, redo... The I-35 in the downtown area here in the Duluth to a nice, pretty parkway with all kinds of roundabouts on it. The slow everything <laughs> Just down. Just what so, we need is more so, roundabouts. So people can flow <laughs> back and forth uh, and more green space. Now, if you look at an aerial view of Duluth, Minnesota, yeah. have you ever flown over Duluth? Uh, probably, but I guess uh, I didn't pay much attention. Look. Yeah. Green everywhere, okay? Green okay. everywhere. Lots Good. of green. Lots of green. And uh, But there's these proponents that, one, they don't like freeways. They don't like... Right, uh, and they 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 want a a little parkway down here. They mm-hmm. want the feds and the state and everybody to redo I thirty five down here through Duluth downtown, yeah. and make it into a nice parkway where people can walk across the freeway in green spaces well, with little roundabouts and all that jazz. You can already do that right here. 
Well, First Avenue East, you can walk across the freeway. So too. I'm told that the guy did not have very good reception with the people at the <laughs> right. where he spoke at. And I've, I've seen this preliminary design, and uh, people have been talking about this. Now, here's the question that I have. Interstate 35 is a major throughway right. of transportation of goods and services. Correct. Trucks transporting uh, the whole nine yards uh, up and down the shore, well, yeah. uh, from back and forth from uh, to Canada and uh, the communities up in the, the shore. Wow. So what does that do to the transportation if all of a sudden you screw around with the freeway in the middle of downtown here, yeah. make it into a parkway with a bunch of roundabouts, and uh, you slow everything down? And, of course, the people that propose this think that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. But the people that want to get somewhere, it really takes, ticks them off. And it'd be nice to hear something from the city administration on whether or not they're supportive of this or not. Now, I see that we this, have... This, I'm assuming, is going to be way out in the future, though, Well, right? it'd be extremely expensive. Well, there's, yeah. There's things that need to be done. I mean, they're just now doing the uh, can of worms redo. Yeah, that's not going to be done them, for another year or so. Right, and I can't see them tearing that all apart to make it a parkway. No, that's not going to be down there. They're talking about in the downtown Just this area. piece. This, okay. this is uh, several miles. Before the, the tunnel? Or including the tunnels. Well, I don't know. Are all... they going to blow up the tunnel? I don't know. <laughs> Here they did all this in the yeah, late 80s. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, there isn't that much freeway that isn't covered up at this point. We hit from beyond the uh, from right in, right here. You can see right. the start of the tunnels right, right. down here. And, and we're this, First Avenue East. This whole area down here is what they want to do into from uh, First Avenue East to maybe well, Fifth no, Avenue West, Fifth Avenue West, <laughs> Sixth Avenue West, down right. by uh, yeah uh, from Bayfront down to the Canal Park. That right. area they want right. to make into a nice little I parkway suppose. and slow, disrupt the traffic, the slow the traffic down, and have everybody ride bicycles and scooters and all that sort of thing and walk. <laughs> Now, the interesting thing is is there's a bunch of people that physically can't ride bicycles and can't ride scooters. So well, what do you do with them? Yeah. Do you prohibit them from being able mm. to be transported somewhere? And I guess that's uh, it, it's the advocates are kind of interesting on this. Mm. And I know at one point in time uh, down at Bayfront, they wanted to put a huge arboretum down there and do away with uh, mm. what they do down there. And, see, nobody's got the money to do this. They come right. up with these great plans. Not then, not so great plans, yeah. and decide or or try to push it, and I have no idea where it's going to go, and right. the expenses of it obviously are in the tens of millions mm. of dollars. And where does that money can't fix the streets in Duluth or the potholes? On the weekly reader here, the Duluth News Tribune, on the uh, the weekend edition, which I actually did get in my mailbox on Saturday, really? which is amazing. How about that? Usually it comes on Monday when it's supposed to come on right. Saturday because of the mail situation. And it's the Sunday paper. It's all about potholes. <laughs> it's all about uh, American can fix its highways when it wants to. Uh-huh. And the Greenway over I-35, an opportunity not to be missed. That's uh, hmm. one of the architects. So they want to... Uh, now, this is over I-35, so right. they're going to build a bridge... And put an upper deck over I-35, or maybe oh, that's that, one of the proponents. I don't mind that. I mean, it's already been done, so I like the Rose Garden and everything that's <laughs> built over the top of the freeway. Well, they actually dug underneath there right. and went under. But here you can go over the top of what's already there. I so we've seen this over and over again. Back in the uh, late 70s mm-hmm. into the early 80s, there was this Harbor Square project that they wanted <laughs> to do. Is They wanted to do down here a huge platform. Over the freeway, yeah. and the freeway hadn't been built yet, right? Uh, but the freeway was a coming, 
And Harbor Square, they were going to have a Sears and a Dayton's down oh, there, boy. and everything was going to be downtown. The heck with the damn mall up there. <laughs> they are going to have it downtown. Well, they spent a lot of money and plans on all that. I remember that, there used to be an happened. outlet mall that was planned for down there. They had, that was yeah. in the uh, 90s. That okay. Was, uh, Sam, that didn't uh, happen Sam either. Brown, the guy developer from Colorado, <laughs> the outlet mall that right. never happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, going to be at Bayfront Park, and that uh, mm-hmm. never came about. And that was kind of a smoke and mirrors deal. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so you have these things. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll see how this all goes. Mm-hmm. But nobody's got the dough. In the meantime, you mentioned the can of worms. Right. The second phase after the can of worms is to redo the Blotnick Bridge. Right. They want to tear that down and build a new yeah. bridge there. It's, so there'd uh, be. Past its useful life, they say. And that's in the billions. Oh, yeah. A billion. Well, at uh, least Wisconsin shares in that one. I'd be yeah. mostly Fed. Wisconsin, I think it's Minnesota, 80, and Wisconsin. 80, 90% federal money, and the rest there would be uh, state state monies, but right. Minnesota and Wisconsin. So, anyway, all right. that, that's coming, too. So boy, oh, boy. A few years down Think the road. of all the orange barrels we're going we'll, we'll to have to do. We'll keep you posted, okay? <laughs> all right, say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Here we come. We'll do this again on Wednesday. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Neil Atkins during the 8 o'clock hour. News is next, and then more of the morning show.